On today's Spotlight, it's our first Wednesday of the month of May. And on the first Wednesday, we chat with Peggy Reed. Peggy is with the Wright County FSA, or Farm Service Agency office in Buffalo. And she joins us for Spotlight today. Good morning, Peggy. Good morning, Tim. How are you? I'm doing okay. Um, so far, so good as far as uh, health and well-being over there, I hope, anyway. Yeah, we're doing well, and hope to keep doing that. That's good. Now, your offices uh, have been in a kind of a similar situation to uh, to many businesses or other office places where um, you are open, but not really open to the public, per se. Correct. We're doing by phone appointments mostly. Um, we also do have um, a Dropbox where we're trying to do some business through that as well. But, yep, for the most part, it's mostly phone so. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure, Peggy, if you're on uh, if you're on a speakerphone setting there. Maybe if you could uh, move that a little bit closer to you. I'm hearing you, but not real, real loudly. So, okay, hold uh, on. There, that's much better. Much better. Is that better? Okay, sorry about that. Still trying oh. to figure out all this technology. <laughs> yeah, no, I I, uh, I understand. Um, so basically, people um, do business with you either by phone or maybe if you've been doing some of these Zoom conferences or other virtual type things too? Well, we're trying to work on getting those set up and figure those out as well because that's, like I said, that's something we haven't worked with in the past, but those are options we can also be working with and and trying to work with the producers. I know we've been trying to do something through email. Um, We do have a, a team meeting that we could do if somebody wants to kind of, view things with us and kind of go over it that way. Sometimes you can talk through the team meeting. Sometimes you have to still come call in with a conference call to get that to work. So it just depends upon what kind of technology you have at home yourself. Oh. Okay. Well, they can work all that out with you as, uh, as they call in and uh, kind of every situation is a little bit different there. So um, yeah. we've got some things that you wanted to bring to our attention. We're getting into that time period for acreage reporting. So I'll let you kick that off a little bit here. Yeah, so now I I believe most of the people in Wright County have a lot of the acreage planted, so if you are done, you should be contacting the office so we can come in and get those acres reported. The deadline for reporting those acres is still July 15th, and I believe that is for both FSA and for your crop insurance. And I believe if you do report at one or the other, you can take that crop reporting information to the other agency as well um, to get those those reports completed. But you do need to still sign for both agencies on their individual reports. So, like I said, if you're ready to report your acres, give us a call here at the office, or you can give us an email at mnbuffalo-fsa at one, and the word is spelled out, O-N-E dot U-S-B-A dot G-O-V. And I think a lot of the Farmers have our email, so then a lot of people are doing it by that way. So after you contact the office, you know, we're going to either email the maps out to you or talk to you about picking up the maps from the Dropbox. Um, and what we're doing is we have a Dropbox in front of the door, and we're putting sealed envelopes with your maps in there with your name on it, and they're in alphabetical order. You can come in and pick those up. And um, 
they're filed under your last name. You just want to make sure once you get those maps that you're making sure you're completing that correctly so we're not doing a lot of phone calls after you return those. One thing we want to think about is if you're not doing 100% share on the farm, you want to make sure that's notated on the map that whatever the shares are. So if you had like a share of 50-50, you could do like a 50-50 and put the two producers' name on it. So if you had... Peggy and Larry doing it, you could do a Peggy slash Larry, or if you put on the map somewhere that it's a third each and you put all three of the producers' names on there. Um, and then, too, sometimes we have farms where the guys are having um, one person might run one field and one person might run another field, but they're not really associated with each other. You want to make sure that that is indicated on that farm also or on those fields. Um, you want to make sure you have the acres or the crop that you have planted on the field and the planting date. And um, there is a little thing off to the side on the maps on the white bar that kind of has, these are our normal practices. I think it's called um, unless notated differently. Um, so if you're putting corn and it's not irrigated, you can just put corn. But if you do have irrigated crops, you want to make sure that you do indicate that on the map as well. And also, we don't want to forget those pastures, because once in a while, we do have those programs that come up that pay on pasture losses, or um, so it's always important to keep those reported. I think we have a pretty good database on those, but just always remember, it's a good thing to remember to report those all also. And then for the alfalfa producers, you want to make sure that you are telling us if you have a nurse crop or a cover crop such as oats in with your alfalfa, and you want to indicate that you have oats underseeded with alfalfa, and then you want to let us know what are you doing with that oats. Are you taking that as grain or are you taking that for forage? And um, now, like I said, you have a better idea what we want on those maps. You can stop in. And if you're making use of the Dropbox, you can do one of two things when you pick up your maps at the Dropbox. You can go out to your car and complete the maps and bring them back into the office. And the staff, once you let us know that they're back, the staff can kind of take the time to load those in and then get the forms ready for you to sign. And it's kind of a back-and-forth thing because, you know, we're not supposed to be having contact, so you kind of drop something off at the Dropbox. You let us know. We wait for you to leave. We pick it up out of the Dropbox. We do our thing. We let you know after we have it back in the Dropbox, and then you can come back in and pick it up and sign and do that way. Or if you're filling them out at home, you can let us know when you have them done and come back in. And like I said, once the information off the maps is loaded, we do have to have you sign that 578, and um, that's important. And then once you have reviewed the 578, make sure everything is correct, we can get you a copy for your crop insurance. Again, we can either do that by giving it to you through the Dropbox, or if you want that email to your crop insurance directly, you need to put that in writing. So leave a note with your maps, and that note needs to include your email address as well as your crop insurance agent email address because if we do not have that request in writing in both of those emails, we cannot provide that to the crop insurance agent. Peggy, so I'm I just think gonna... that's kind of about it for... Yeah, I'm just going to jump Sorry. in for a second, Peggy, and just ask you, just for for the casual listener, is it is it mainly for the the crop insurance purposes that um, that the growers have to uh, account for their uh, acreage and what's on it? 
Um, some of the programs in our office are required to have acreage reports completed before we can give any benefits to the producer. A lot of it is crop insurance purposes. Um, like I said, we have different programs like our risk protection program or the price loss coverage program. Those both need to have fully certified so that if a payment is earned a year from when they sign up, then they would be eligible for that payment. If they want to get commodity loans from our office, if that farm is not fully certified, that farm cannot be used as eligibility to determine the bushels you could get a loan on. So those are some of the things in our office. Um, also, there are some requirements sometimes for other loans we have in the office. And it's always a good idea to report your acres because you never know what the next farm bill will come around and say. Um, I think the last time we had a change to base acres was in 2002 when we were able to add soybean bases onto the farms. Other than that, those bases kind of stay as is. Uh, the only thing they've been allowing in the last couple farm bills has been changes in yields on the farm. So it is important to certify those acres. Okay. You've got a number of other things you want to talk about here, some other sign-ups uh, and things like that. Yeah, we did. We just finished up with the um, big ARC PLC sign-up, which is the Agricultural Risk Coverage and the Price Loss Coverage Programs. However, we do still have time if you are signing up for the 2020 program, and that ends on July 30th. And this would be for somebody that is picking up any new land for 2020 or... Um, and also we have had some corrections or some things that have changed or we, you've given us the information, we have that stuff updated now. So if we're emailing or mailing those contracts out to you, just make sure you get those returned by June 30th as well. Now, if you are doing those ARC PLC signups and you are having land changes for 2020, there are some things that you need to keep in mind. The land change for 2020 would be something like if you're operating your land, new land that you didn't run in 2019, if you purchase new land or if you have a new landlord on the farm, then you're going to get need to get new leases. If there's change in ownership, and I know sometimes we don't always think of this as um, a change in ownership, but there's a lot of people in this day and age going from an individual to a trust. Once that land is in a trust, that individual is not the owner of that land anymore. The trust is now the owner of that land, and that is a change in ownership. And the operator is going to need to get a new lease from that trust signed by the trustee. And the same thing, unfortunately, it does happen. You know, there's estates that are coming about up often, um, and those, those are going to multiple family members sometimes. And each one of those family members need to be listed on that lease as well because they are owners of that land. And depending upon the situation, sometimes one person can sign for the whole family or sometimes each of the individual family members need to sign that lease as well. So we just want to make sure that people are getting that stuff to us and are aware of those changes. And like I said, if they're signing that lease for like a trust, that lease should be in the trust name and the person signing it should be the trustee of the trust, and they should be signing it in that fashion. Um, and like I said, if you have purchased new land, you want to provide us with a copy of the recorded deed 
from the courthouse. And unfortunately, we do need either the deed to change ownership or we need that lease to change the operators on the farm. And unfortunately, if we don't have those things, we're not going to be able to add you on the farm and you're not going to be able to certify that farm or sign up in the programs on that farm until we have that information. All right. All important information. Um, yeah. Those are um, on various different signups. And then uh, you also had some commodity loan information that you wanted to talk about, too, before we wrap up today. Yeah. Um, May 31st is the deadline for requesting um, 2019 commodity loans for corn and soybeans. And that would be for any commodity that you have stored on your farm. Right now, the 2019 corn rate is 204 and the soybean rate is um oh it's either 604 or 609 i didn't write that down but then you take that out for nine months if you need to marketing during that time you just give us a call we'll do a marketing authorization the elevators are usually pretty good about just sending the money for the bushels you haul into us and those are usually a nine-month loan but it is a good way to get operating money to use on the farm and you have nine months to repay that money back. So it's kind of a nice benefit. And I think the interest rates on there are about 1.6 right now, a little bit more or less there, somewhere around there. So um, that's okay. just another reminder and another thing. So we have a few weeks left on that for the commodity loans. Um, another thing we want to remind people of, there, we have a lot of people in the CRP program or even just people that have grass land areas on their farm. Just a reminder that the nesting season is coming up, and for Wright County, that runs from May 15th to August 1st. So during that nesting season, especially if you have CRP, you should not be doing any mid-contract management practices. So now with the CRP contracts, you're required to go out halfway through the length of your contract to go out and do their some clipping or burning or light disking things like that. Your conservational plan will tell you what you need to do on that. And then also you want to make sure that you are being, at a very minimum, doing clipping and spraying at that time. So, But if you do have weeds, you want to give the FSA office a call to ensure that we do want to make sure that we have that recorded because we don't want those weeds to take over either. So we do sometimes give special permission to just go out and do small areas during that nesting season. But it is always advisable to call the office on that. Kind of, so. a, kind of a fine line on some of that. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. But like I said, we don't want those weeds taking over. So we, we try, to, try to do that if that looks like that would be a good option to just do small areas. So. And maybe, Peggy, we can just wrap up uh, with uh, maybe just a, a little overview of, of what you've been hearing. I know that uh, a lot of folks have not been able to uh, to get around and and uh, really visualize the planting situation, but from everything I've been hearing, this is uh, one of the best springs in a long time. Yeah, I'm hearing, too, that it seems like the, the producers are happy with what the ground was like when they were putting the stuff in the in the fields um, or working it up. It just seems like it's a nice small year. Um, I know that rain we got on Monday, and I'm not sure how far out that was, but I think it was much appreciated. And I honestly think we could maybe use a little shot of rain again. Um, it would be nice to have a little bit warmer temperatures than what they're talking about here in the next week or so, but 
like I said, it's it's been a nice start. I think they're getting a lot more in a lot sooner than they have in the last couple of years, which is a very much a blessing for everybody. So. Yeah, especially, um, and uh, last year was so wet for so long, you know, you had uh, crops still not yeah. in the ground in the first week of June, so that's... right. Really right. tough. And there was a few people that were still harvesting this spring before they could start the spring work because yeah. there was still some stuff from the last fall. So, but that was, I guess that's kind of farming, as they say. But you never know what's what's next. So, yeah. all right, Peggy. Well, give us some contact uh, numbers here. I know, uh, as we said at the front of the show, that uh, virtually everything is either being done by the phone or. Uh, via some other type of arranged uh, conference type thing or uh, maybe yeah. email. So give us a few contact points here. Okay, the best way to reach us in the office is to call 763-682-1982. And if you dial extension 2, that will get you into the FSA office. If you are wanting to contact us by email, again, you want to um, email us at mn. Buffalo, that's all lowercase, dash, FSA, at sign, O-N-E, dot U-S-D-A, dot G-O-V. And I would just like to, before I end here, I just really like to thank all everybody for all the patients they've been having when they are calling into the office, because lots of times the staff is on the line, so the calls are not getting answered, I mean, they're not always answered on the first time because they are busy with other people on other lines. And again, I'd just like to thank all of our customers for all their support they are giving us and for helping us work through all these new normals that we are dealing with in life in these days. So, Yeah, it's a trying time, and the more patience that we can have uh, with one another, it uh, kind of helps to, uh, to ease things along at least, if nothing else. Yeah. Yeah, I know on myself I have to practice that patience every once in a while because things are very different. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, Peggy. Oh. Well, uh, we hope that you and uh, everybody in the office there, as well as all of our uh, growers and everything, uh, all stay well. And uh, we will plan on talking with you again here in early June and see what's happening. That sounds good. We'll talk to you then, Tim. Okay. Everybody stay safe and healthy. All right. Thanks for the update. Peggy Reed with the Wright County FSA office in Buffalo, the Farm Service Agency here in Buffalo, our guest on today's Spotlight on KRWC.